welcome back everybody to the Weapons of Mass Discussion podcast. Glenn Snyder here on the phone with me again, as always, Dr. Corbett Everidge. Well, not always, but anyway, yeah. Well, you're always with me either. whether you're on the phone or in person, but you're always with me, so there we go. Yeah, always, yeah, yes. Yeah, Even uh, in spirit. I'm running down the road, you're there in spirit, right? <laughs> no, I don't know about my spirit. That might, you, you might want to call. Give me some trouble right there. <laughs> you might want to call damn Ghostbusters on that one. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Uh, again, uh, just like we, we try to do on a regular basis is uh, start out things by thinking. Uh, everybody that's been, uh, uh, joining in and checking out the, uh, the video portion of the YouTube channel and also the audio portion, uh, the podcast, which is on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, and about, uh, eight different other ones. Um, really growing. And I just want, again, we always want to take time to thank those of you that are, are coming in and checking out and listening and participating and asking questions. And, uh, thank you very much. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, you know, honestly, you know, I don't know about you, Glenn, but what I do is like when, you know, I've got every day about a, about a 40 minute commute. Yep. And, uh, you know, that, that's become a major mainstay of my, what I'll do kind of like when I get up, you know, getting ready for work, what I will do is, you know, just download what podcasts I want to listen to for a couple of days. Yep. You know, and, you know, it's really humbling, you know, to think that there's people out there that actually, you know, listens to us, mm-hmm. you know, and that, that's not being, you know, me trying to be humble is just you know i have a whole new respect for people who are who are established podcasters but you know people who've been on the radio oh yeah because this ain't easy no you got i mean there's a it there's a there's a curve to it and uh you know like with anything like with anything that you get into especially kind of jump in and you don't really know where you're going or where what you're doing and you know start finding your way and which makes it an adventure, and makes it fun, but it is it is different. It's way different yeah. than the other stuff that we've done in the past. So, but I mean, even think you know, like you was telling me, you know, about we got people like over and in, in, you know, and you know, and in, in my motherland, you know, over in uh, in, in the UK where my ancestors came from, you know, listening to us, and in places like Germany and Russia and India, and, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that, that's humbling. I mean, because yeah, our top, yeah, you know, uh, we were discussing before we went on tonight our analytics uh, for those of you out there across the world that do listen to the audio podcast, um, the, uh, our, our top four countries right now as of this week are the U S the UK, Germany, and Russia. And then following closely with India, then Canada falls in there. So it, 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 it's, it's really interesting when you start looking at analytics and where people are, are listening, the age demographics. I mean, it's, 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 it's awesome. It's awesome. So thank you guys. We really do appreciate yeah, absolutely. it. We you know, really appreciate I mean, it. It's, it's, it's truly humbling. Yeah. Thank you. So tonight we're going, we're going to, um, do something a little different. Um, <laughs> we always make comments and references to, you know, when we train different classes, we do a class, a seminar, uh, whether it be, you know, a women's self-defense or something specific for a certain group. Um, whatever the case may be, uh, especially in our normal, when we would have our normal, uh, you know, typical weekly class. One thing that, that Corbett has always done from day one is at the, at the beginning of the class, he always makes sure, you know, to, to everybody to be sure that no matter what we do, no matter what we go through, what is taught, um, that you always walk away with at least one thing that you can remember. Uh, we encourage all of our students to always keep a notebook. Um, obviously you're not writing, normally not writing notes during the training session, but of course that's absolutely allowed. Um, but to make sure that when you leave that evening, that you mark something down that way, when you leave, you've got that in your mind, um, that it's fresh and that you note it down and you always have that reference to go back to. 
because we, you know, there'll be all time, you know, a lot of times we'll be training somebody. So tell me about the thing that you did three weeks ago. Well, we've showed a lot of things in that three week period. And so sometimes it's hard for us to go back and, you know, and, and pinpoint that exact thing they're trying to ask about. But if you make notes, uh, it clarifies things. So that's one of the things we do. Well, at the end of the class, you know, instead of going over and say, okay, you know, do you have any questions about what we've done or not? We do that, but we use the end of class for sort of a, you know, stump the instructor type of event. Um, he always requires that each student come to class with one question. Now, you may generate that question during the class, but it may be a question that you've had on your mind all week long. Maybe something you've seen on, on the news. Uh, maybe something you witnessed out on your, your travels. Um, or just a thought that you had when you were sitting on the toilet taking a dump. You know, it doesn't matter. It's, the, the intention is to, to ask, ask a question. Um, and, you know, it's, if it's something related to sort of what we're doing, it does a couple different things. Because, you know, we don't have any clue what's going to be asked. We don't know. So, you know, it does one of a couple things. First, it keeps us on our toes. It makes sure that, um, you know, that we stay sharp and fresh because it makes our minds think and wonder. Um, you know, you, you, it, we get so tied down to the same routine, the same, you know, material, those sorts of things. But when somebody comes in with a fresh question that, you know, it's kind of out of the, out of the blue, out of the ordinary, it keeps our wheels turning, keeps the rust off the gears. Uh, the second thing it does is it shows the students that, you know, we can we can we can back up what we're saying. We can we can we can, you know, enhance it. We can, um, can hit the curveball. Hit the curveball exactly. Um, Makes sure, you know, lets them know we're not full of shit. Because sometimes you ask somebody something. Uh, well, I hold on a minute. I'm full of shit, <laughs> but I mean now. And, and don't get me wrong. And and uh, now we again we we don't know the answer. We don't know, we don't have all the answers. But here's the thing: when somebody asks you a question and you don't know the answer to it, be honest. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know, but I don't know now. But I will find you an answer. You know, and, and that's and, a, that's the key. Glenn, that is crucial. You know, that's one thing I've always stressed. You know, and 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 you're right. But in this business, you know. I'm not going to speak on firearms. I'm not going. I'm not going down that rabbit hole because me and you've already gotten to an argument about that tonight. But uh, it wasn't but, an argument. Uh, well, anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I got educated. I got educated. But, uh, I, 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 I didn't know some information, and I got straightened out on it. So that's yeah. that's a that's but, a good uh, thing. But you know, there's nothing wrong with saying you don't know anything. No, something. And in this business. You could be someone who has never set foot in a class, but people can smell out a fraud. Yep. And you go bullshitting people, and that that person, God knows who they know. Yep. And that tarnishes you. Uh, there, there's nothing saying, there's no, no shame in saying you don't know something. Or you give them I, some shitty information and get them hurt. Exactly. You know, that's on you. you know, and that's one thing, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of equate this and I've told, told all of y'all this before, you know, and it's kind of funny because I, I was on the phone before, before we got on, on night. I was on the phone about 45 minutes with my instructor tonight. You know, it's kind of like when you're teaching this stuff to people and they're watching you, it's kind of like, you know, listening to someone play the violin. 
That's a uh, good analogy. It is. I mean, because you can you can never have picked up a violin before in your <clears> life, <throat> but you know if somebody's good good at it or not. That's right. I mean, if not, you know, it sounds like two cats having sex. <laughs> yep. But that's where I go with that, and, and you're right. You know, you know, it's about credibility because when I do that, and 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 you know, and you do it as well. Uh, what we're backhandedly trying to do is instill confidence in the students and us. <clears throat> right. You know, so. So it has a multi-pronged a, effect. I mean, it, yeah, like I say, it's it's for keeping people, keeping us sharp. It's, you know, to make sure that we educate the student. It also, you know, encourages the student to know that, hey, that you're dealing with somebody that, that one, A, knows what they're talking about. But two, if they don't have the answer you look for, that they'll get you that answer, an educated answer. Um, yes. And so that I think that's important because you don't want to give people you, you know, just to sound good. You don't want to give people bad information. You don't mm-hmm. you, you don't want to do that because there, you know, there's ramifications to that. There's there's consequences to those actions. So anyway, um, him and I have not discussed any anything outside of you know uh, that we were just going to do a stump the instructor type event. So <clears throat> you know, he doesn't know anything I may ask, and. Uh, so, do you want me to start, or do you want to start? <laughs> go ahead. You know, I mean, you know, okay. I mean, since <clears throat> since one of us is going to look like a major dick tonight, so yeah, go. I'll, I'll go first. <laughs> okay. Um, this is uh, I, I guess what I'll look at is, and we get okay. Let me back up before I ask a question. Something that we get in a lot of seminars, in classes, and it's usually to somebody's detriment is they'll look at Corbett and they'll say, okay, this is happening. What would you do? Oh, God. And I, the first, I should have known when you were going to go with that. <laughs> what you going to Well, and then he goes, okay, well, let me show you. And when it does, and they, they, you know, they, they squeal out in, in, in misery for a brief second, well, you know, I, I don't think I could do that. Well, now, you didn't ask me what you would do. You asked me what I would do. You didn't ask me what could be done. You asked me what I could do. And so a lot of times that gets people in trouble because, you know, you got to understand when you ask a question like that, what would you do? Well, I've been training for 30 years. Corpus been training for 30 years. Um, you know, there's a lot of time. There's a lot of, uh, of experience. There's a lot of mastery of technique. There's a lot of trial and error. There's a lot of mistakes. There's a lot of lessons learned over that long period of time that what Corbett or I would do is going to be different than what somebody that's been training for six months would do just based on sheer experience and just overall knowledge of how to handle a situation. Even if I tell you, if I tell you step-by-step how to handle a situation, it doesn't mean when the time comes that you're going to have the physical capacity to do it, the mental capacity to do it, and are you going to remember step-by-step everything that I've told you? Because the problem is no two incidents are ever exactly the same. Is that, would you agree that the true statement? No, I don't care. We can, we can describe a carjacking. We can describe some, we can describe, okay, we'll just take, We'll take a, a a haymaker punch, the old good old boy haymaker, and I can show you thirty videos right now where there's people throwing the old haymaker punch, and it doesn't it doesn't come at the the victim the same way in any single incident. So how do you react to that? Well, you know we we look at, okay we're gonna do this we're gonna do this beautiful block and then we're gonna parry and then we're gonna throw a punch. It don't work that way. 
It don't work that way. So to ask an instructor, how would you do it? That's a loaded question. And depending on the instructor, be careful when you ask that because you might not really like what you get in return. <laughs> so, so with that said, with that said, <clears throat> I'm not going to ask him, what would you do? I'm going to say, what would be our options in this situation? Okay. What, a haymaker? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, oh, okay. I'm building up to a, a different question. Okay. I'm just okay, using okay. that as an example, building up to it. I was going to say, man, this is going to be fun tonight. So, so um, watching the news this past week, there's been a lot of really, there have been some, some horrible things happen. But I'm going to focus more so on the, uh, I'm going to focus on stuff going on down around Spring Break, Miami Beach. And if you've watched the news, um, then there's, and you've seen the stuff, they're, they're dealing with just, Tens of thousands of people just showed up down in Miami ready, to, ready to, to, to party and have themselves a good time, you know, which to me is expected. You've, you've kept people pent up for a year, um, and they're letting off steam. So they get down there, and things, things go sideways, and there's alcohol involved. I'm sure there's drugs involved. Um, people's been pent up. They're just, they're just letting off steam. You know, what, what could go wrong there, you know? So, no, no, no. <laughs> so there was College a specific kids in the South Florida after a pandemic. Oh no! What, what could possibly happen? So I, I want my question to be educational for those out there listening, not just trying to stump you. But I, I know I, I probably pretty much already kind of know what's going to come out of your mouth. But there was a particular story. You better be more concerned what's coming out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a particular story. Um, there was actually two gentlemen, two guys from. Uh, from North Carolina who have now been charged with murder, um, of a young lady. Um, I, the, the, I guess the way it's put that they, she died of some drugs. Don't know if they slipped or something. And there was, I think there was a sexual assault involved and all that sort of thing. When we oh. talk with college ladies, women's self-defense groups, um, we try to, Talk to them about, you know, don't put yourself in certain situations. Um, you know, how to act and how to not to act, how to handle yourself in a, in a certain in a situation. So in this situation, I don't know how it wound up where it was at, but, you know, it kind of leads me down a path of thinking about college-age girls, you know, going to spring break or going to some type of, you know, just, just a girl's weekend out, whatever the case may be, or even just, you know, at school and going out to a club or a bar during, you know, Thursday night or whatever and operating in that type of environment, functioning in that type of environment. Now, obviously, we tell our students and our, our clients, you know, we don't want you walking around paranoid, you know, looking like a psycho and, you know, you're just you're watching over your shoulder every two seconds. But here's my question to you. If a young lady goes out into that club or bar type of environment, you know, what would be a couple things that they could, you know, what what would be a good thing to tell them? I guess some three do's and three don'ts, you know, or a couple do's, couple don'ts that they need to know ahead of time that they absolutely you know, need to to, to to keep under their belt and make sure that they're aware of those things at all times. Oh, boy. Yeah, you're going to get me in trouble. Uh, Absolutely. You know, it, 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 before you say what you're going to say, 
because I pretty I, I pretty much know what you're going coming out of your mouth. But yeah. keep in mind everything he's getting ready to say. Because and the reason I ask it this way because this is what would be asked at the end of one of our seminars. Mm. This is exa- this is a type of question that we get asked. So it's one of the things we couldn't say. Okay, any question you got, you know, we may have been talking about one thing, and they're going and they're going to directly go to something like this. Especially if we're dealing with the college age ladies, or we're mm-hmm. dealing with moms that have college or high school age daughters. These are the questions we get asked, and so you know, this is the type of stuff that's important for people to know and understand. So I won't interrupt you no more. Go right ahead. Well, the first thing I'm going to say is I'm going to give a disclaimer because. A lot of what I'm going to tell these folks, you know, especially I'm, I'm assuming, you know, that we're, that our audience is going to be predominantly women, college age, maybe even some others in there. A lot of what I'm going to say is not going to be palatable because it is going to be, it's going to come across as, as something that will, I can't believe he just said that. Well, I'll believe it. And here's what's going to happen. I'm, I'm, I'm going to... <coughs> first frame this of you're going to have the first thing the first thing you'll have to do is you're going to have to change your mindset um you go to a club let's just be honest about this you're not going to go dressed in a prairie dress you're not going to go dressed like the amish right yeah you're not going to go you know you know you're probably not going to go wearing a you know a nun's habit you have to change your mindset, and under you, this is the this is the first thing. If 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 I can't get this across to women, Glenn, we're wasting our time. You have to understand. It is imperative that you understand that there are bad people in the world everywhere you go, at all times, with different motives that do not give one thought about your safety about your about your psychological your emotional well-being they have one thing to satisfy and that's an impulse so what you have to do as far as when we're when we're, we're coaching women is you have to change your mindset into understanding that there are bad people there and you are operating on their turf if you don't do that then you are already setting yourself up for a disaster. Mm-hmm. Now, this is where I get in trouble a lot. Well, you're saying that I don't have, you're saying I don't have a right to go out, have a good time, drink, party, just like men do. And, and I don't, and just because I'm dressing in a certain way, you're saying I'm asking to get raped. That is exactly not what I'm saying. Correct. Your rights are irrelevant. And yes, I just said that. Because that person that is going to victimize you does not give the first damn about your rights. And if you don't understand that, you've already got two strikes against you and the next fastball is coming straight at your head. Yep. The first thing we have to do when I say that on on change of mindset, that's number one, is have to understand that you're walking in to a lion's cage. You are in a place where there's number one alcohol mm-hmm. lowers your inhibitions. You know things that you might say when you're drunk, you probably wouldn't say when you were sober. I had a person that's very close to me. I'll tell you, it's my my martial arts instructor. He made a comment to me one time that really 
it made more sense to me than anything he's ever taught me. He said, when someone's drunk, the real them comes out. When someone is drunk, that real person who's inside of them comes out. Mm-hmm. That was really profound to me. You're looking, you know, alcohol lowers inhibitions. Alcohol, some people, it chills them out. A lot of people, it makes them very aggressive. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't see a lot of people taking Xanax and going around trying to rape people. I mean, think about that. What? What? I mean, when I say that, you know, when we're talking about things that are meant to, to, to slow things down, mm-hmm. to to alter moods, uh, you know, as far as, you know, change in psychological states. What does alcohol do? I've, in all the years that I've worked security and in the times that I worked where I had to arrest people, I never recall having to fight somebody high on marijuana. That's true. All they want to do is sleep and eat Cheetos. <laughs> it's true. The number of times that I had to wrestle people that had drank, you know, two cases of Budweiser. Mm-hmm. If I had to count those number of people's and, and, and take a nickel freestyle, I could probably, you know, buy me another AK. You know, I've never had to arrest anybody, but I've yeah. actually had to remove people against their wheel who were quite inebriated and they weren't too happy and they they get quite violent. You know, the Xanax, you know, you know, you got to consider, you know, uh, some people, it, it, you know, I use that just as a generic term. You know, don't I'm I'm not a chemist and I'm not a, I'm not a you know someone trained in pharmacology, but when I'm talking about mind altering drugs, that's just 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 the first thing that pops up. And you know, you take it with some other things, and you all of a sudden it can start producing you know psychotic events. Mm-hmm. You need to understand that as well. You don't know what somebody has has, has ingested prior to them coming up to you in a bar. That's right. You have no idea of knowing yeah. this. Yeah. You don't know so who you, you might get. So if I had a young lady that's 18, 19, up to 22, maybe even into her 30s that is still involved in the club scene, that's the first thing I say is, you know, we're going to have to alter how you view the world. You're going to have to understand that when you go out for that evening on the town with, with the ladies, and, you know, let's just be honest about it, they may be going out to meet Mr. Wright. You're not going to meet Mr. Wright in the bar. That's just let's just be honest about this. If yeah. you're going to a bar to meet a man, you got another problem. Uh, you've got <laughs> you got low standards. <laughs> you know, you're trying to go to CarMax to find a Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's just understand that. And this and is I'm coming from saying, the old guys in the room. Okay. Oh yes, yes. <clears throat> you know, you know. Uh, you know, I, I didn't get to be 48 years old by my, by not being 20. So I've been there. Yeah. And I'm telling you from a guy's perspective that when I went to a, went to a club when I was in college, it wasn't to meet June Cleaver. Right. If you know, you, you, you figure out what that means. Right. You know, that's how guys think. That's how college age guys on spring break who are, there to have a good time. That's what's going on here. And anybody that tells you different as far as, you know, well, you know, we can't make broad sweeping generalizations. Yeah, we can't. That's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's, it's just bullshit. 
Yeah. And then you add the chemistry into it and the, you know, the, the, the drug, the you know, cocktail chemistries, and then, you know, it changes the, di- the dynamic greatly. So. You know, I was doing some reading on some things this week and, and, and it was on a unrelated matters on some things I was having to do. And it said, you know, the person who is most responsible for your safety is you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, having said that, we also have to, and when I'm when I'm saying this, number one thing is understanding what what's going on here. You have to understand you're responsible for your for your own safety. You also have to have to take some responsibility for the environment you're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the best yeah. way to avoid this is don't go there. Right. Now that's yeah. I knew. I know you knew that was what was going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> yep. If you're not there, this can't happen. That's right. You know, you're not going to, with a straight face and with any kind of, of intellectual capacity, convince me that you can't go to Miami or, or wherever people are going to spring break now. And, you know, this trip just not would, it just wouldn't be complete if we didn't go to the club. Right. That, that's not just simply not true. So when you're going into places like that, we have to understand from, me coaching women and you and I coaching women that you're putting yourself in a position to where something bad could happen to you. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing I'm going to go through is you're already walking into a hot zone. Now, second thing, as far as we'll go into some, some, some things, number, you know, the, the people you were with, Oh yeah, I, I I say this kind of there. There's two sides of this coin. Go with somebody that you have a certain level of trust with. Somebody that will that will at at some level will watch your back. Mm-hmm. Who, if you've had enough to drink or had too much to drink, will say, "Look, we need to leave." Who will go to the bathroom with you? Who will? If you're carrying a purse, we'll watch your purse. We'll mm-hmm. hold your purse while you go to the bathroom. Hold your drink. If, exactly. If if there's a, somebody, a guy coming on you, and let's just be fair about it, the age we live with, you live in, you know, if, if there's a an aggressive female coming on to her, mm-hmm. that will step in in her defense. Say, look, you know, you, you're crossing lines. Yeah. The flip side of that is is you have to understand also that this person you're placing that trust in is also in the same environment you're in and made the same poor decisions you just made. Right. So, you know, hey, it'd be a great idea. Let's go climb into the shark tank together. Well, great. Now now, now he's got two of it to eat. Mm-hmm. So we, we need to have some level of trust in our buddy system. We need also need to when we're in a club or a party situation in some area like this. Look at how we're consuming and what we're consuming and how much. Control. You know, control. You know, you go out and just get trashed to the point where you're blacking out. Yep. And then you wind up somewhere that you have no idea how you got there, who you were with, how long you've been there. Well, now you've got a whole nother set of problems that you have to take into consideration. 
Mm-hmm. Have I been exposed to some type of sexually transmitted disease? Was I raped? Because then you want to talk about opening up Pandora's box. You're going to be sitting in front of people who are going to ask you a whole lot of questions that you have no legitimate answers to. And the reason I say that's because I used to be one of those people asking those questions. Right. And that is a complete black hole right there. Right. You, you've entered into a, exactly that. And, and you know, that's, that's a brilliant way of putting it. And I'm glad you said that, you know, you got a black hole there who number one, you might not even know who this person is. You know, you don't know what happened, but you know, something happened and you go and they do one of those rape kits in a hospital and for a woman, that is that is a horrible, horrible experience. But because, hey, I'm going to go blow off some steam. I've been locked up with COVID. I ain't got, I'm, you know, I, I hated doing my, my, my studies at university on, online. I hated doing it. I miss my friends. We're going to go out. We're going to make this one to remember. Oh, yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. When you go away, when you go to the bathroom, I'm, I have to go, you know, I have to go tinkle. Ask for another drink. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you're if you not done with that drink, discard it. Get another one. I've heard some people um, give advice, we'll put a napkin over it. Well, that's really going to stop something. Mm-hmm. You know, not like, you know, Mr. You know, Mr. Bundy who comes in the club. Well, um, I'll, I'll just put the napkin back. Oh, yeah, they're not that smart, are they? You know, because after all, criminals are dumb. Yeah. You know, it's not like you've probably never done it before. Right, exactly. You know, yeah, yeah, they've probably, you know, God knows how, you know, I'm of the opinion, and I have no data to back this up, but having worked around criminals as long as I have, and I'm talking very, very violent people, they master their craft. Mm-hmm. By the time they get to you, you're probably not the first time they've done this. And they've thought about this. They've studied people. Where are their weaknesses? You know, they don't, you know, honestly, if you look at at, it, it's kind of an inverse relationship, Glenn, when you're studying somebody where somebody's most vulnerable, you're also studying where they're strongest. Mm -hmm. Because if you know both of those, then you know, everything about them and about how best to defeat them. Yeah. You're talking and, about having the friend. If you know, yeah. think you got your friend and then, you know, whoever is targeting you, if they, all they got to do is get that friend distracted. You know, yeah. you know, he's got a buddy. Hey, take her out on the dance floor. You know, you don't stay together. You get split up. And now, you know, you know, they, they divide and conquer. Right. You know, the biggest thing that I will tell people, you know, if I were if I was to be approached with this question in a seminar, and, and, and I know I'm going to be a killjoy. If there's going to be a massive amount of people there, like like Miami or something, number one, don't go there, because all you're doing is increasing the odds of something bad happening to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. You, are, 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 are we going, are you trying to convince me or yourself that to have a good time, you've got to go around a half a million people? Cause right. that's what you're, that's what you're in essence, what you're telling me. Yeah. Well, there's going to be all these people there. Well, that's all the more reason for you not to go. Yeah. 
Geller would be yeah. a little more antisocial. Exactly. You know, it's, you know, <laughs> it's a good feeling sometimes. And we say that tongue in cheek, but but honestly, yeah. anymore, you know, me and my wife had this discussion today. We were we were riding around because we were both off today, and we we just my son's on spring break from his school, so we just had family that day. And we were riding around in, in a city nearby us, and it was just we went to a, a shopping mall, and we got back in the car, and I said I, I looked at her, said Don't you dare let me catch you here without me. Mm-hmm. And she knows me well enough that that. You know, misogyny. No, it's got nothing to do with misogyny. I don't want anybody to hurt my wife. That's right. It's all about you know, protecting yeah. the ones you, you love. You know, you can you can take that misogyny and all that stuff and shove it right up your ass. You know. You know. Again, when I was a magistrate, I had people come in the office, and and it would most often here's I have a right not to be harassed. You, absolutely, you have a human right and a and a a right as a just a decent person. Not to be harassed, not to be threatened, and not to be assaulted. I, I, I will never argue that point. That guy that's out there to victimize you doesn't care about your rights. That's right. You have no rights, according to him. And if you can't get that past your narrow frame of reference, the only thing that you're going to find yourself being in life with someone like that is cannon fodder. Yeah. So... With all that said, Glenn, to answer your question, don't put yourself in that position. Yep, I knew yeah. that's where that was going, and that, you know, oh. and it's 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 a, such a true, true statement. When we say that a lot of times, some of these young ladies, you kind of get that look on her like, well, I, I, you know, well, I don't want to miss out on things. Um, you know, sometimes some things are better left alone. Um, you know, growing up, people always give you advice. You know, if you're telling you, you know, don't do this, don't do that. You know, I've went through it with my, my kids. Well, you know, don't do this, don't do that. It's because I have seen things. Mm-hmm. Even if I haven't experienced it myself, I have seen others who have. And I say things to protect them, to protect. When we tell somebody something, it's to protect them. It's not to dictate what they do. It's not to, you know, to, to uh, uh, control, you know, the way they live their life or any kind of nonsense like that. It is all in their best interest, not ours. I'm not the one that's going to have to, if something goes bad, I'm not the one suffering for it. You are. William, you know when we would be most successful in 10 years is if somebody put us out of business. <laughs> if there were, honestly. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Now, I want you to think about this, honestly, and I, I know I, I know what you're thinking. But if we were truly successful in 10 years, nobody would need us. Now, we both know that wrong. ain't, exactly. We both know that ain't going to happen. Right. But. You know, if if the world would just come to its senses a little bit, you know, if if we could do away with oncologists, that would mean people stop doing things stupid to themselves. To, you know, that would might put them in more danger of 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 things like cancer. Yeah, obesity. I mean, you know, you've never you you've never gone to uh, if. To, uh, how, would you hire a, a nutritionist that was three, uh, was two hundred pounds overweight? Nope. Right. Well, there's a reason for that. Yeah. It's because there's a, there's a credibility issue here. Yeah. <laughs> My ultimate goal is for people, even those of you listening to this podcast and watching us on YouTube. My ultimate goal is you not to need me anymore. 
Yeah. I'll go, you know, and great. If that happens, you know, my, the way I see it, my life's work has been accomplished. I'll go find something else to do. Yep. But I, I'm, but friends, I'm telling you out there, you know, all over the world listening to us, yeah, yeah we're going to be in business for a while. I'll never forget. It's been about, I guess, about five, maybe five years ago or so. Um, we were invited to set up a little tent at uh, a, a grand opening of a local fitness center. They invite us to come in and and just uh, you know set up a tent and kind of you know show our wares, uh, describe you know introduce ourselves to people. I'll never forget we were you know there's a the street they were going to block the street off. It was earlier in the morning. The street hadn't been blocked off yet, and the crowd was starting to build. And we're standing there, and, and, and Corbett taps me on the shoulder and says, "Look!" And we look way across the, across the street through a parking lot at a bank on the other side of the parking lot. We see a lady get out of her car, and she she's putting her earphones in, and she's got her phone in her hand. And she's looking down at the phone, and she begins walking towards the, the gym. And it's a good 150 yards from where she's at to the front door of the, of the gym. And so we're sitting there watching. Again, there's music playing. There's people out, you know, doing activities. And it's, you know, a lot going on. And she never once looks up. We watch her the whole time from the time she walks, that whole 150-yard walk. Um, she even crossed the street without looking left or right. The street hadn't been closed off yet, but she didn't even look. She stepped off the curb, didn't even look left or right, kept going, had her head in her phone the whole time. And she comes up, and right before she walks in the door, Corbett looks at me and says, Yeah, lady, go ahead and keep us in business. <laughs> because she was completely oblivious to anything yeah. that was going on around her because she had her head in her phone and her headphones on. You know, Glenn, it, it, you know, especially now, I've, I've said this, and I, I had a little talk with my son recently about some uncomfortable topics that's going on in our society. He's 12. And I told him, I, I said, you know, what I want you to start doing is noticing things as they are now. And what you do is you come back when, when you have a frame of reference, come back and revisit what you thought about in three months mm-hmm. and see how much things have changed. And I would encourage everybody listening to us to do this, you know, I, and I don't know where you live. You know, you may live in a big city, small town. You may like me, you know, you may live out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You know, right across the street from my house, there's a street light, and I don't know how this happens, but they'll come out and fix this street light, and there's some asshole keeps going to her shooting out with an air rifle. I have no idea who that is. Mm, I wouldn't even begin to wonder. Yeah. You know. But I, whoever that asshole is, I'd like to thank him. Maybe it's her. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> but my wife's like, you know, why do you not like streetlights? Because it's, I look at the world differently. If if he can't see me and I can't see him, we're on an equal playing field. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I live out in the middle of nowhere is I don't want I don't want to live in a place like that where you know there's streetlights every fifty feet. I want to live in the dark. If I wanted to live in, you know, in, in the, you know, in living like a, a chicken nugget in a, in a fast food restaurant, I'd go buy a townhouse somewhere. Yeah. It is a different mentality. And when you're learning things about protecting yourself and protecting your family, I think, Glenn, people make, make one major mistake going in and it alters the whole course of their study and it renders it invalid is they look at, well, they look at the action and they look at the actor. 
no, 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 no. You've got to first look at yourself. Right. If you don't understand yourself and understand your environment and understand that everywhere you go, there's one common denominator. If, if I'm coaching Glenn, if I'm coaching Glenn's company, if I'm coaching Glenn's church, there's one common denominator. I don't care if you're sitting where you are at work, if you're at church, or if you take a group to and you go visit Israel. There's one common denominator about every one of those places. It's you. You. Num- numero uno. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and if, if, if we can't understand that from the word go, then the rest of it is going to fall on deaf ears and it, and, the, and the entire strategy is going to be worthless. Right. You know, we can go through and understand culture. We can go through and understand crime rates. But we also have to understand that, number one, it wouldn't matter if he wasn't there. Yeah. And, and that goes back to your original question. You know, you are now part of that environment. Yep. That's the reason I sometimes get a little bit aggravated with a situational awareness. Well, situations. What's a situation? Let's go back to the old Webster's Dictionary. They right. All right. It's, you can loosely translate it. It's, it's an event or something that occurs. How long does it last? That's hard to say, but, but we do know that it's a beginning and an ending, and there are actors involved in it. Right? Right. Correct. Well, there also has to be an environment. Now, and I know I'm going to catch heat over this, and I don't care. I'm more likely to be involved in a situation in Chicago than I am in Nome, Alaska. Yep. And I'm the environment. Not, and, the environment. Right. You know, how many shootings were there were in Chicago last week? Uh, 30 or 40. But I forgot. I mean, it, it was it was more more than two dozen. I do know that. That's what I'm reading. Okay. And I know there's some, probably somebody out there right now. Well, let's see how many were there in Nome. Who knows? Uh, but if I'm a betting I'm man, about, <laughs> right. I'm betting that Nome's a lot less than Chicago. How many how many carjackings and shootings were there in Nags Head, North Carolina, versus Atlanta, Georgia? Right. Yeah. So. The, the whole situation thing is, is, it's important, but it takes a back seat to the environment. Right. Because there's just some environments that are toxic. And if you've got a, a coach or, or a security consultant or, you know, some guy with a beard who's wearing camouflage pants that doesn't understand that, then you need to fire them. Yep. You know, you, because going back to my original statement, my original you know, question to you, you know, the situation about Miami going down there in that environment with all that's going on, your chances of something happening just went through the roof. Yes. By putting yourself, your, yourself into that environment, you put yourself at you know, potential risk of a situation. You don't boil a single shrimp. You boil a shrimp with other shrimp. That's right. <laughs> Good example. And those shrimp eventually get eaten. Yeah. That that's I know that's kind of crude, but well, that's the way it is, folks. Well, you know, you said before, either you're either you're the predator or you're on the plate. You know, you know, you're either you're either on the plate or you're the one holding the knife and the fork. Yeah, that's it. That's folks, I mean what I'm asking all of you to do 
is not live your life being paranoid. I'm not asking you to every time you leave the house, you know, you're, I mean, like I got in trouble a few months ago. I was standing in line by, you know, buying my morning drinks to go to work. And there's a police officer walked up behind me and I looked at him. I was kind of looking at him. I said, they didn't give me that much kit to go to Iraq. I said, what are you afraid of, dude? Yeah. I mean, he had a plate carrier that I wish we'd have had an army. Yeah. In this little town, I couldn't tell you the last time anything's happened here. Yeah. You know. But the, the what, 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 what was happening in Washington, D.C.? Oh, I imagine it is. It was happening in New York. But, we, you know, the biggest thing you got to worry about here, you know, is a school of scones crossing the street. Yep. So this whole – we're focusing on the wrong things. I should have a right to go and, and, and dress this way. You do. You you absolutely do. Knock yourself out. But you got to understand, folks, especially you ladies out there, that, that your actions, your actions are being observed. Yep. If, if you don't do that, I, I, I don't want to see anything bad to happen to people, Glenn. I really don't. Yeah. And, 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 and to answer your question, you got the three things in there, but the, the, but the big one is don't go. Yeah. That there, you, you, you're not going to tell me with a straight face and with it, with any common sense that a, a, a university age woman could not go somewhere to a small beach or, or, you know, somewhere, you know, on a, on a whitewater rafting trip or, wherever with with three of her friends they have just as much fun and have just as i mean i i would i would make the argument to you if, if any of you are that age that you probably would have more fun because you don't have to live up to certain expectations there's no expectations yeah. and those memories you're going to have with those two or three close friends you're going to carry with you the rest of your life yeah but those memories you're going to make in miami like what's going like you know you may not yeah. remember it right you know, and, and this is important to me because, you know, I have a daughter, I have nieces, you know, I, it's very important to me that, that, you know, I've always tried to teach. These are the type of things that I've always tried to teach my daughter and my nieces, you know, when they, they you know, my daughter is more receptive to it because she's been around it her whole life. My nieces, on the other hand, they look at me like I'm a little crazy, but I do have a niece who has graduated college, but when she went on a trip, um, she had heeded some of the things I said and she avoided an issue. Because of the things, again, the same things that we're talking about right now. So, you know, it, it's super important. And, you know, wow, I mean, dude, we've, we've, <laughs> I didn't expect this. We're already about 47 minutes on, on this. This has been awesome. Um, but, you know, this is the type of, and the reason I want to do this is this gives you a look in, in, into how um, we talk to people during, our sessions or our seminars or dealing with our clients, because that would be a question that would, and actually it's a question that's came up in the past. Um, and he would be asked that. And that's how it gets laid out. That is, that is, you know, maybe we take a little bit longer with it because we have more time in those, in, in those, um, those teaching situations. But that is a very good representation of what we would talk to and describe you know, the basics you know, to these young ladies that ask hey, a question well, like that. I'll give you a real life example of this. Okay. And this is one 
not to hijack what you're doing, but I'll give you a real-life example of this because I, I, I still carry this with me. It's been about 17 years ago, 18 years ago, excuse me, of when you're in an environment and when you're in a situation that you put yourself there, it can have lifelong consequences. Mm-hmm. You know, when we were younger, you know, and I imagine there's people out there, you know, if, if those of you are out there listening to us and, and you know, you're asking your kids, and if you're not, you ought to have your ass kicked. I'm just going to say that straight up. If you are not asking these questions of your children, you need to have your ass kicked. I'll say that straight up. Where are you going? How long are you going to be? And who are you going with? Yep. If you're not asking those questions, you're, shame on you. Yep. You are failing as a parent. Because here's why. Now, I've worked on this one night, and I still remember this girl's face. There was a case back in 2003, 2004. I was sitting in the, in the office one night, and here come a deputy. had this young girl. Tears, you know, the snot coming out of her nose, and she's in handcuffs. And he tells me what's going on. Her and her friend went to a local marijuana dealer who lived in a single wide trailer and got him a small bag of marijuana. Now, they knew this guy. So they go back, and somehow they got mixed up with these these three young men. They just happened to be African-Americans. Well, they wanted a bag of weed, too. Now, as a backdrop to this, this, this local marijuana dealer lived out in the country in a certain area where we both know. Mm-hmm. And it is like, I think it'd probably be safe to say where this is at is 100% white folks. Yeah, Backcountry farmland. So, yes. So they go out about 1 o'clock in the morning to this to this guy's place. And these girls say, let us go in and do this because if you go in there, it'll spook him. I'm trying to speak in code on a lot of this, but, you know, read between the lines, right? Well, they go in, and about two minutes later, here they come through the door with the idea they're going to rob him. And rob him, they did. They shot him the first time with a Glock 9mm. The first shot went through his neck. Hmm. Well, he goes bouncing down the hallway and falls with his back to a bed, and they walk up to him. And language alert, but I'm going to give you the full context of the case. They walk up to him and they're laughing. They said, look at this fat motherfucker bleed. And they walked right up to him and shot him through the heart and killed him. Wow. True. This, I I worked on this case this night. Mm -hmm. They got back in the car. The girls got in the car with them and drove back to a town, back to the city we were at. Somebody got the tag because they heard the gunshot. Mm Mm-hmm. They arrested the girl, brought her to me, and long story short, she was not in the house when the shot was fired. She drove them away. She's 16 years old. She got 35 years. She put herself and in a situation. She And, you know, and now did she mean to hurt this person? Absolutely not. No. Did she, do I hold her responsible for killing that person? No. Absolutely not. I do not. But as part of a felony, that's what the law of this state dictated. Mm-hmm. And she's still in prison. And, and according to our laws in the state of North Carolina, before she's even eligible for any type of early release or parole, she has to serve 80% of that sentence. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Her whole life is gone. And, and you know, and and, and 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 by young people's standard, that was just something simple. They're going to go buy some weed. Right. You know, you know something, you know, that, that probably better than half, maybe I'd even probably argue probably 75% of the people in America right now do or have done. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm not passing judgment on you if you smoke marijuana. I could care less. Right. What you're doing in the privacy of your home, as long as you're not harming people, I don't care. Right. But this harmed someone. And mm-hmm. it could have been avoided if, number one, I'll, I'll tell you how I got involved in this, because they couldn't get her, get her to uh, give up the person's name. So they brought her to me, and I said, this is the way this is going to go. You go in a jail tonight for first-degree murder. I said, but if I hear I don't know come out of your mouth one more fucking time, this is going to get far worse for you. I don't. I said, that's good enough for me. That's all she got out. Hmm. So when you're looking at things like it, I mean, when we're looking at things like Miami, it could be rape. It could be some uh, a, a young lady getting killed, mm-hmm. uh, car accident. Who knows? Yeah. In this case, it was something where somebody put their self in a position. Admittedly, we there's no way you would ever convince me that this young lady knew what was going to happen that night. No, absolutely not. But it did. Right. And that's the reason you don't get in the car with people that you barely know. Exactly. And I lived that. I saw that. And and honestly, I... St- and. Just from a human perspective, that still bothers me because that that right that was a nothing but a complete waste of a promise in life. Yep. That's the reason I I, I, I say things, you know. Very. I mean, think about this. You know, people. You know, you look and say, you know, they'll they'll find, you'll hear something on a on a news report. Some guy's got you know ten bodies in the basement, or he or he kept you know three women hostage in a, in a in a bedroom for six months, and you always hear his idiot neighbors. Well, he was so quiet, and and you know, yeah, yeah, never heard and nothing out of him. Never. Well, that's there's probably a reason for that. Yeah, is because he's better at this than you are. Yeah, he's paying attention, and you're not. You know. My message to people, Glenn, is open your eyes, open your ears, and keep your mouth shut. Yeah, change that mindset, like you said yes. at the beginning. You know, it, you know, if you got more coming in than you do going out, you've heard me say this before. One of the best self-defense and self-protection tools that you can have is to listen more than you speak. Yep. And to see more than you to see more and listen more than you speak. Yeah. We we had an individual one time that just could not get that. <laughs> and, and then so. <laughs> Prize I might, and God bless him. <laughs> he just, well, he liked to talk. <laughs> but it, it just, it was like, you know, if Wix could make a filter for his mouth. Wow. That would be a technological miracle. <laughs> oh, but people today. Yeah. They want to be seen. They want to be heard. Yep. They want to. They want to be, you know, you know, 
our social media society famous and infamous on on youtube and facebook and twitter yeah you know what folks what that does that puts a giant target on your back i mean and, and me and glenn you think about this you know we put our website on there and and and, and email addresses it wouldn't be that difficult for somebody to find exactly where we are and where we live. Well, it'd be me because I've got a phony address, but, uh, but it still wouldn't be that difficult if somebody, you know, took really, you know, some high offense to something we said. And so, you know what, I'm going after these clowns. Think about it. Oh yeah. Because when you put, when you put yourself out there, number one, we're putting our reputation on the line. You know, if I say, hey, you know, there's nothing going to happen, go out there and have a grand old time. Yeah. You know, and then all of a sudden you get raped by the Chicago Bears. Yeah. I'm not saying that would happen, but, you know, just as just an example. example. Right. Uh, we we are in, in some way, shape, or form, as far as I'm concerned, responsible for that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, willing to put my name on the line and say, you shouldn't be going to these places. If that makes me an old curmudgeon, but you come out of this okay, so I'm be cool it. with that. Yep, I'm so cool with it. And that. And that's, you know, again, man, well, we we went above and beyond kind of where I was going to go tonight. This is this has been phenomenal. Uh, I think an amazing, amazing hour of information. And I hope to God, and, and, you know, for any of you, of you guys out there, I would highly suggest this particular podcast that you send this to somebody you care about, especially a young lady, um, and say, "Listen, you just need to listen to this. It, it, I think it will make it will make sense to you." Um, and if let's say if if, if two hundred people listen to it and only one person takes it to heart and they listen and, and and it saves them some some grief in their life, then it was a total success. And you know that we could go down this hole for days. Yeah, we could. We could. You know, and I, I, we may make this a. Uh, uh, a normal thing to stump the instructor, and that's how we bring up our topic. I think that. I'll tell you what. Let's make it interesting. Okay. I'm gonna throw out something to all of our listeners, podcast, uh, you know, even YouTube. Why don't we throw this in their court? Okay. You write in because and, and and in full disclosure, I'm gonna show you. I don't know if this makes me lazy or just whatever, but but Glenn is pretty much in control of all that. You know. Because, you know, some of the things you do technologically, if I did that, number one, we wouldn't even, you know, this would sound like a damn AM radio station somewhere. So, folks, I will say this. I want to give Glenn all the credit on what we do here. That's him. I have nothing to do with how well this sounds. So that's all Glenn. Having said that, if there's something you want to know, email, you know, comment whatever but i prefer you email email glenn ask a question and then he will he will put it on on the next podcast or or, or a future podcast whatever the case may be yep because if we're not helping you there's no point in us being here right what do you want to know you know i i don't i i don't want to do this each week you know just you know it's just sound like you know i'm an expert i don't need this right i won't I honestly, folks, all of you, I don't care if you're in Russia, India, you know, Germany, the UK, here up, you know, up in Canada, up in Canada. I want to help you. 
I want to learn to share the things that I've learned in my PhD and in my comer- in my career and in my martial arts. I want to give you something that's going to make you live a better life. Right. So do that for me. Awesome. And what I'll do is in the uh, the description of the video today, I'll actually put our uh, our, our email address, our Ministry of Defense email address in there. Uh, it's if you click on our uh, web page link, you can get to it. It's there, and I think you can actually send the message through YouTube. It all goes to the same place. But I'll, I'll add it. I'll add it so that way you guys, if you don't want to put it in the comment section, feel free to drop us an email, and uh, and we'll 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 take it from there. But uh, definitely good stuff, brother. Good stuff. Uh, I, I mean, really, really good stuff. I'm, well, I'm, this, I'm well, this one, honestly, this one kind of, you know, I'm not going to say strikes a nerve with me, but it's something that it, it just, it's it's avoidable. Yeah. yeah. And we were all young, and but things are different now, Lynn. They are very, very, they're, very they're, different. And I, I honestly, I will say this in closing to everybody. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're, you're male, female. I don't care what your race is. I don't care what religion you are. If you have one, if you don't, I don't want to see anybody get hurt. That's right. I don't care who you are. I don't want to see you in pain. And that's why I'm doing this. Yep. Hey, hey, 100%. Good stuff, brother. So with that said, you guys, uh, we, we, uh, we're going to move on out for the evening, but be sure you hit that like, subscribe, notification bell. Let me point to the right place up here at the top. And uh, until next time, you guys be safe, pass this information along, and uh, and we'll see you next time. If you don't like it, blame Wynn. Damn. I always take me under the butt. That's right, <laughs> You guys take it. See you always.